This is Ashley Kelsch, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 72. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. I woke up the other morning with a song playing in my head by the Metal Kids. I've got questions and you've got answers. I'm not sure if they are fact or fiction, and I'm not sure if they are even worth asking. I keep playing the song over and over. I've got questions and you've got answers. How often do you find yourself in this position? The position of wanting to have a conversation and yet everything in you doesn't, won't, or can't. And rather than connecting with yourself and the other person, you shut down and you disconnect. This can be in dating, partnerships, friendships, work-wise, romantic, it doesn't really matter, the ship, communicating our needs and wants, grievances, problems, is very difficult for a lot of us. We hold back because we fear the feeling that is required to have, or we are fearful of an outcome, what we think we might feel after. Our brain insists that we need to protect ourselves emotionally. What if the only obstacle about this conversation is the emotion that you're going to experience that comes from having it? I wonder if instead of calling it conflict resolution, a difficult conversation, we labeled it as a conduit, a bridge, a connector, a channel to flow between two people to bring you to an understanding, closer. I've got questions, you've got answers. When you don't communicate your thoughts and feelings, you not only disconnect from yourself, but the other people. This internal resistance grows and prevents us from having the deeper connections we're looking for, which is the opposite of what we want with the people in our lives. It's the opposite of how we want to live our life. I want to offer that given the opportunity, we choose to air our grievances and welcome someone else's perspective about us because these are the opportunities for us to grow and learn. I'm going to offer that this experience of doing so won't always be easy. Our defenses will want to go up. This is totally normal. The protective part of our brain, the ego wanting to keep us safe. I've been actively trying to practice and incorporate this little bit from Byron Katie. She says, defense is the first act of war. If you tell me that I'm mean, rejecting, hard, unkind, or unfair, I say, Thank you, sweetheart. I can find all these in my life. I have been everything you say and more. Together, we can help me understand. Without you, how can I know the places in me that are unkind and invisible? So, sweetheart, look into my eyes and tell me again. I want you to give me everything. I've got questions. You've got answers. You know, we do want to be clear about a few things here. We aren't seeking answers to feel better. We aren't seeking answers to fill voids. We aren't seeking for people to change and align with us so that we can feel better. I've been experiencing this in my friendships quite a bit, actually. These last few years, I've tried to be more intentional about nurturing and tending to them. I don't think we give enough credit to how much work is required to maintain friendships. Maybe I'm new to this. I've spent a lot of time 
focused on being a mother to my children and in romantic relationships. But a few years ago, I was like, I really want to learn how to be a good friend and be mindful to that process. But I think there is this impression that friendships are just supposed to be fun. And when they cease to be, we move on as opposed to romantic relationships or partnerships where the world tells you, you are going to have years where you do not get along with this person, or you're going to have arguments, etc. It's to be expected. But no one's really telling you that about your friendships, is what I'm gathering, which is kind of bananas because you are in relation, right? You're interacting with another human. So you're going to have these disagreements and hard times. How do you get through them? So needless to say, because I've had this intention, and I'm trying to be this friend that I think I want to be in the world, I have been, I've been actively open. Thank you, sweetheart. Show me what I cannot see. Look into my eyes and tell me everything. And in doing so and dropping my defenses, even with some of people I've known for quite some time, I have heard them tell me things like, you can't be wrong. You didn't show up for me. You're gossiping. You're a taker. And I won't bore you with the details of emotion that surged through my body or the thoughts that flooded my brain, how I wanted to defend myself or explain my positioning, let them know my truth. Because instead I went to a place, either verbally, definitely mentally, and I said, you're right. Tell me more. Yes. And what else? I really listened and believed them and their experience of me and doing so allowed me to see what they saw, the parts of me that I cannot see, how I wasn't there when they needed me. And yes, it felt horrible, but it was their truth. And it was so worth experiencing their truth. Because the truth is no one is right or wrong here. There is my experience and my view and truth of what I'm seeing, and then there is yours. And with my ego in the driver's seat, there's absolutely no way I can see yours. And this is what causes that disconnect between people. Listen, renegades, not everyone wants to do this kind of work in their relationships. They want the surface, they want the fun, and I totally get it. Unfortunately for the people in my life, I want to go deep. Unfortunately for me, I'm not a confrontational person. It makes me highly uncomfortable to have these difficult, hard conversations, especially when I call them that. This is why we're, I've got questions, you've got answers. For me, finding the words and speaking them can not only be challenging to my nervous system, there's also this mental process that I go through. I spend weeks in my mind trying to work it out. Forgive them see where I'm wrong, forgive me, not say a word, have 17 different conversations. It's actually not always counterproductive, but sometimes it can be because you know what? I'm not a mind reader and I have no idea what other people are thinking. None of us does. We don't even know if there is a problem sometimes. But if I sit over here and I don't have the conversation, I find more than not, I go swimming in a pool of resentment, which feels also very Horrible. I think what I want to say, which also feels fucking terrible. Jordan Peterson talks about resentment and says it's a sign that you either do have a real boundary issue and lack the courage to stand up for yourself, or you need to grow up. I can admit I oscillate between the two. I had a conversation a few weeks ago, and what I thought I accepted as all good has increasingly become bothersome to me. Basically, every time I talk to this person and hear what they've been up to, my brain refers to the earlier conversation. Basically, I'm like seething whenever we talk. This is the part where I know I'm not ready to talk about it yet because I'm still blaming them for how I feel and other people are not responsible for our feelings. 
They're just not. And when we get to this place and we start accepting that part, no one can make me feel important. It's the thoughts that I'm having about the conversation and their actions. I have to clean up my side of the street. I have a client who's also told me that the person she is interested in isn't good at communication. She texts him. He doesn't respond right away. She gets mad, deletes her texts, and then writes him off. It infuriates her. But the thing is, She sends me messages, and I don't reply right away, and she gives zero fucks. I pointed that out, and she said, you're busy. You have work. You have kids. I know that you'll respond when you have time. And I said, hmm, that's funny. He has the same. So why does it feel different when he does the same thing? Same circumstances, different thoughts. Are you with me, Renegades? We've been taught that the other people hurt our feelings. Other people make us happy. Circumstances make us happy or sad. This is a false education. Your thoughts about the circumstances are what make you feel. This has been the most freeing understanding for me over the last few years. Understanding that it's my thinking that creates my feelings. This doesn't mean we're going to always choose to feel happy, good, and great, but we have agency. So what do we do? How can we communicate in our relationships our feelings without blame? How can we not be defensive? How can we understand? Well, we want to start by inquiring, seeking, and revealing, right? We want to get clarity, not talk about the problems, but find solutions. I've got questions. You've got answers. Lucky day, renegades. I've actually got the answers for you to ask the questions. Here we go. Before we communicate what we have going on, like I've kind of mentioned, we want to clean up our side of the street. We want to be really clear that this other person is not responsible for our feelings. People get to be people, do what they want, say what they want. We're all adults. You like to be an adult and not be controlled, correct? Correct. We get to think how we want and feel how we want about what is going. So we want to know how is it that you're feeling and why. Put that on paper and then deconstruct the fuck out of it. Interrogate yourself. And then I want you to choose with intention, useful emotions to go into this conversation with. We want to drop the defenses. We want to be maybe open-minded, curious, kind, loving, compassionate, confused. And with that, we want to be willing to be wrong. And your brain is going to want to be right. So just stay open to being wrong. Let this person know, here is what I am seeing. But I want to understand what you see. Tell me everything. Show me your point of view. And really go there, renegades. And then together, identify all the facts. The things you could prove in the court of law. Decide what are you both making those things mean. And then here's the twist. Don't keep addressing the problems, but instead focus on the solutions. You don't need them to agree with why you're making it mean what it means to you and vice versa. We want to find the solutions. My yoga instructor was recently talking about the higher self wanting to get in the back seat when he finds himself in a confrontation. I think we can all relate to that, right? Like I said, that ego of ours wants to drive. Unfortunately, that's the detour. That's a spiritual bypass. And I think what we tend to forget when we're trying hard to prove a point or defending ourselves is that this is your human experience your emotions, your reality. We don't actually need everybody to understand our view. We understand ourselves. 
we want to create the feelings and results in our relationships because those are our relationships. That's our experience with them. So can you hold space for questions and answers? Focus on the facts and find solutions. I've got questions. You've got answers. Of course you can, Renegades. It's what we do. Until next week. Hey, Renegades. If you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man.